O loving and most gracious God, use the words that I speak for your glory. Amen. Who are you? Who do you belong to? Who are you? Who do you belong to? Classic questions. We all struggle to answer these throughout our lives. Some of us know right away how to answer these, but most of us don't. For some, it takes every single day of life to wrestle with these big questions and to figure them out. But sadly, sometimes some people don't. We can all relate in some way, though, because these two questions help us know our role, how we fit in, how we claim some piece of this world, some piece of God's creation, where we have staked out our claim and sought to grow and prosper and thrive. But at times, we look in many places and honestly don't find a whole heck of a lot of sustaining going on. Occasionally, we might think that the traditional idols of money, sex, and power are, well, are where we'll answer these questions. And while we might temporarily, in some way that we fabricate, we'll probably end up a bit short at the end of the day. Questions about identity can dig up all sorts of scenarios. Recently, I watched the film Still Alice, where a woman in her mid-50s discovers that she has early-onset familial, uh, early-onset Alzheimer's and begins to lose her memory. At one point in the film, the main character, Alice, already substantially diminished by her disease, is asked to give a speech for the Alzheimer's Association. And in that speech, when she delivers it, she says this, Those of us who struggle with Alzheimer's, we have come so far from who we once were, but this is not who we are. She goes on to say, For the time being, I'm still alive. I know I'm alive. I have people I love dearly. I have things I want to do with my life. I rail against myself for not being able to remember things, but I still have moments in the day of pure happiness and joy. And please do not think that I am suffering. I am not suffering. I am struggling, struggling to be a part of things, to stay connected to who I once was. Searching for self, searching for identity, struggling for connection. Alice's illness is not her identity. Even though she can't remember many things, there is something at her core that tells her more about who she actually is. Identity runs deeper than memory. It goes to a more basic level. And so, we reflect this week when Jesus continues on his teaching about bread, being the bread of life for the life of the world, 
being living bread, come down from heaven for all to partake, to eat, to live fully into. What Jesus is saying here actually offends his listeners. There are so many aspects of this teaching that are literally not kosher, not in compliance with Jewish thought at all, not with any type of acceptable social norm, pure and simple, to the listener, what Jesus is saying is flat out offensive. Maybe it's meant to be, because it's hitting on another level to help people stand up and take note of what he's saying so that all might be invited into the mystery. And besides, we tend to remember things that offend us, don't we? Maybe this is a way of him teaching his audience so that they can pass the story on to us. Remember, all that we've been hearing over the last few weeks that was written in John's Gospel John's gospel itself is thought to have been written much later than eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. The people who wrote these stories down saw Jerusalem destroyed by the Romans. The temple that they worshipped at, desecrated. Thousands of people's lives ruined. Their culture and their identity in decay. Hopes for a secure future for their families and their friends completely uncertain. But the most basic staple, the most elemental aspect of human survival, food, in the most basic form of food for the ancient world, bread, is talked about as something that gives life. This is not purely accidental. When you're struggling with questions like, who are we? Who am I? Who do we belong to now? But you literally have no income or no shelter, or you're living in a foreign land, most likely, where you don't relate to the locals and their customs, and you feel like your life is one big mess. What else? What else are you going to focus on but where you're going to find your next meal and your next life again? And that starts with bread. So when Jesus is telling his followers and the early church and us that he's the bread coming down from heaven to eat, to live into, He's asking us to live into a relationship of claiming our identity as beloved children of God. Asking us to partake in what he knows about where real life resides. And to take a bite out of the bread of life that will sustain us through thick and thin, come what may. Because if we really believe that we are being guided in life by a force of benevolent and all-encompassing love, then we start from the basics of our sustenance, bread. And we follow the divine into paths of truth and righteousness, just like Jesus himself when he said that he is the good shepherd, and the good shepherd does fully know us, and his own know him as well. So by eating bread, 
like we do when we celebrate Christ's body and blood in the Eucharist, in the gifts of the bread and wine made holy, we are claiming a life of promise and saying yes. A life of being guided, or at least a life of claiming that we're seeking the real fundamental essence of life itself. And we're seeking a presence of love that will be at the center of all that we do. We consume the bread of Christ that becomes part of our molecular structure in a way that is deeper than our thoughts and our memories, deeper than our rational being, and far more powerful because we become less obsessed with staking claims in this world about our own hopes, and instead, we become more like Jesus. And like him, live into a more profound truth of what is possible as a human being than what we can rationally imagine, like being raised up on the last day to dwell for all time with Christ. Yes, this is mysterious. It's not something any of us fully understands. And claiming this bread for ourselves will nourish us in each our own individual ways. Some people might become more generous, others more loving, perhaps others more reflective of themselves while our bread that we share might also raise up prophets among us. This is sacred work and a sacred mystery. Our claim on this is to live into the mystery, and so we start today with bread. And saying yes, that we want to be inseparable from Jesus, from the essence of real life and real living, that we want to be inseparable from divine love, and we want to have a part in saying, yes, that we'll claim this. We've come so far from who we once were, but this today is not who we are. God tells us we are more. We have more about ourselves to discover. You might be struggling in some way, struggling to be part of things, to be connected to who you are on the inside. The bread of life says that that connection is absolutely possible because we who are many are one body because we all share in one bread and one cup. The gospel today gives us a bigger picture, a bigger truth. Who are you? A beloved child of God. Who do you belong to? Jesus. Now, how do we go forth claiming that? Today, it starts with bread. Bread. 